0: Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth. Hello and welcome back to Dentistry's Growing with Grace. I have one of my friends, Delane, here with me today. Delane, thank you so much for joining me on the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Grace. It's great to be here.
0: My pleasure. So there has been a lot of questions from clients and friends in the dental space asking, you know, what they can do when it comes to insurance and billing, because as you know, with um, the whole COVID situation, everything going on in 2020, employment is not right now solid. A lot of people are in transition. We're still finding our, our true team and getting that in place after, you know, the shutdown. We're still feeling some of the results of that. Um, So I'm really excited to share with them, you know, what you can do to help them and give them some helpful information as they try to make decisions around how do we uphold this practice when maybe we're a little bit shorthanded. So...
1: Thank you, Grace. Um, We sure can help them. So I am the chief claims officer and director of education for dental claims support. And we offer outsourced dental billing services. The practices may consider outsourcing their insurance billing. Um, What we do is we completely take over their insurance billing department. And we remote into their practice um, via technology, of course. Um, We work all of their insurance AR on a daily basis. It's being worked every day. We submit all the claims, we post payments, we make any PPO adjustments. So we take care of the insurance um, AR. And as you know, it can be very um, challenging at times to navigate all of the insurance plans and PPOs and following up on claims is a very time consuming task. So um, why not consider outsourcing your dental billing?
0: hmm Absolutely. What are some of the challenges surrounding dental insurance administration? There are so many
1: more today. Um, PPO's come into play. So if you're a network with any payers, you have to understand what your contract says, what you've agreed to. You need to follow your processing policy manual. And a lot of teams It's a lot to absorb and the time it takes to understand all of that, all the different types of plans, the PPO adjustments, understanding coordination of benefits and how that affects your adjustments. It is very um, daunting task now to stay on top of insurance administration. Um, 35 years ago, you know, there was just not as much administration to it. We did what we did. We submitted a claim and the insurance paid it now we're faced with denials and appeals in addition to PPOs. So it's very,
0: very challenging. What are some, and I'm going off script here. So if you don't want to answer my question, you can say, no, thanks. But (laughs) what are some of like the most um, detrimental errors that you see, like the most concerning errors that you see, you know, when your team gets into helping a practice? the lack of follow-up
1: with the insurance AR report, a high insurance AR. And we can get that down very quickly. Um, It's not anything other than in today's dental practice, that business team member has so many different tasks that a lot of times the insurance AR maybe only worked once a week, every two weeks, and then some practices once a month. Well, that's insurance money that's out there needing to be followed up on. And it just takes a lot of time. The other piece is coordination of benefits. Um, What we find is that the adjustments are not made correctly and there's patient credits on the account. And those credits actually may not belong to the patient. They could belong to the practice. And so we see that quite often.
0: Oh, wow. So just credits just kind of sitting there or credits that are that need to be claimed or credits. Sorry, I don't. I don't work in this space, as you can tell.
1: You're fine. So coordination of benefits. When you're in network with one or more of the plans, and the patient has multiple plans, mm. um, sometimes the incorrect write-off is taken. So the way it works is you file all the claims, you receive payment, you make all adjustments after all claims have paid. The dentist is allowed to keep any amount received above the lowest negotiated fee up to the full fee submitted and that can reduce the write-off and in some cases totally eliminate it. But what happens is the incorrect adjustment is made and ends up a false credit. It's money that actually belongs to the practice. Um, The negotiated PPO fee only determines the total patient financial responsibility. It does not determine how much the dentist can collect and it also does not change the fee for the service. Oh wow. We find a lot of errors where patients are given credits and sometimes even refunds when it actually belongs to the patient, I mean, to the practice.
0: So I'm going to continue to go off script. How often do you see false information in Facebook groups? And and how does it make you feel?
1: (laughs) Every day I have to really stay in control. (laughs) Uh.
0: That's like, that's like the rest of us right now during the election is like, It's you all the time looking at this insurance information, just like holding back.
1: Absolutely, Um, and I am in a lot of those groups, and the benefit of me being in the groups is also to understand what dental teams do not know, because in dentistry, there's no formal training to submit dental insurance claims like there is in medical. You can be a medical coder, but there's no formal training required. So a lot of times even a seasoned team members only know what we've been told Mm -hmm. or this is how we've been taught to do it. We don't know what we don't know. And so it is alarming sometimes, but it also gives me an idea of what education is needed in the dental community so that I can develop that education and bring it into the community.
0: Yeah. I would say that's probably one of my biggest frustrations in working with dental teams is the mentality of, well, this person's been doing this thing for so many years. So let's not upset that. Like, we don't want to lose that person. They know all of our systems. They know our patients. Let's just let that, you know office administrator, office manager, whatever, do their job, let's not, let's not ruffle any feathers, because I don't even know half of what they do. We run into this with marketing programs where I'm like, you had, you know, 6 million impressions. These are real numbers. You had 6 million impressions in the last three months, and you had um, 600 clicks, and you had 60 unique phone calls based on third-party metrics, Um, and, you had one new patient from those 60 phone calls, where are those call recordings? How how are we gonna train the team to be able to convert? And it's so often, well, my office manager says that didn't happen, this didn't happen, or I could never tell her she's not doing it right. You know, like this, In I'm just gonna say it's like a resistance to be humbled, to learn something new because We're already overwhelmed. We already have too much on our plate. And so some really crucial extra training is kind of put to the back burner because we just need to keep the peace. And it's so hard to see, and it happens all the time. Someone's probably listening going, yep, that's me, you know?
1: And I agree with that. It happens and it's unfortunate. I've been in dentistry 34 years, and I will tell you that weekly I learn something new. And I love learning new things. And dentistry's changed, especially in the insurance portion of dentistry. And it's changing so fast, you have to keep up with it. And the best advice is invest in your teams, provide them the proper coding and insurance administration training and resources to be effective and be efficient and it'll come back to the practice and it'll increase your revenue if things are done properly. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many different roles, so many different types of plans and patients come in and they don't know anything about your insurance. And if we know more about their insurance, it benefits the patient and it also increases um, patient case acceptance. Um, So education is, is key, definitely. And we are um, offering some of that education. We've already started offering some webinars um, through Dental Claims Academy. And we will be um, next year offering a study group type um, for office managers and business team members. So it'll be a monthly um, mastermind group. Would you... Cool. Be a better term to call it. So we're real excited about that. And education in this these two areas of coding and insurance is so needed.
0: Oh absolutely. In every area. In every area. And <laughs> in, in fostering a culture that really values and rewards education and growth is I I can't even begin to put into words how important that is to me personally. It's just fostering the growth of your team. Um, in the last month I had everyone on my team pick out a book and they got to pick it out, like whatever they wanted to learn. It had to be somewhat relevant. Um, and then from there, you know, once they finished that, I'll just keep buying them books and however they want to, you know, learn, I'm going to support that because you can't just get stuck in your same ways. There's always room to grow. Um, So it'll claim support
1: does the same thing with books, Um, not just our leadership team, but our remote team members, our billers, their team leads may have a book and they have a book group going at all times. So I believe in that as well. And
0: I I love it. So I'm like a sponge when it comes to me too. people are always like, well, how did you get where you are? How did you get to having this company like you're, you seem kind of young to be, you know, CEO and founder of, of, you know, not that it's a big deal. I, I like my, my little company, but I'm always like, yeah, I started when I was 24 and I devoured business books like one after that, like, couldn't get enough. I think I just have like a somewhat obsessive personality when I get into something so how should a person properly handle the coordination of benefits? Like what are some tips you can give them? Um, the most tips I can give you, the best ones are always submit your
1: full fee. The fee you actually charge for the service that may or may not be your standard practice fee. The full fee would reflect any discounts given. And that is the fee that's reported on the claim form. Never take any adjustments until all claims are paid. And never assign benefit to the patient and always submit secondary claims. Because we've already discussed briefly today that the dentist can collect up to their full fee above the lowest negotiated fee, which reduces the write-off. So if you assign benefit to the patient, you're not able to collect those monies from the insurance company. Or if you don't submit secondary claims, then you're not gonna be able to collect those monies.
0: Awesome. And how can you properly handle discounts or co-pay forgiveness?
1: Okay, that's a hot topic. And we actually have a webinar scheduled for February on that topic. Um, Every dentist is going to do a little bit of discounting. A little bit is okay. However, what you must do is always report the actual fee charge when there's insurance involved. So if your fee is $100 and you provide a 10% courtesy, the actual fee on the claim that's reported to the insurance payer for that line item on that procedure is $90, not 100. If you report 100, then that is overbilling and you also just misrepresented your fee. And a lot of times it results in the 10% discount being discounted off the patient's portion, which is incorrect.
0: Okay. And that can get you into, I'm assuming, some trouble.
1: It can be very problematic for a practice, especially if it's done routinely.
0: All right. So someone somewhere is going, okay, I need help with this. I, I want to sign up my team for some education. I want to, or I don't have a team and I need to outsource this immediately. How can they get in touch with you, Delaine? They can
1: go to Dental Claims Academy
0: to contact us.
1: And it'll go directly to me and i will put them in contact with our team for dental outsourced dental billing services and also at dentalclaimsacademy.com you'll find all of our live events i
0: love it well delane thank you so much for being here with me today and sharing this wonderful information to our friends and followers and clients please um, join our facebook group dentistry's growing, growing with grace and if you, as always, need any help with your marketing, you can always set up a marketing planning session with me um, at identitydental.com. Thanks so much. I hope you all have a great day. Thanks, Delaine. Thank you, Grace.